0: Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. This is Justin Monorail, Papa Monorail if you're nasty, and we're back with another episode of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. It is January 15th, 2024, I almost said 23, and it is episode 184 of the MMMP, and I am here today. With at least one other person. So you're welcome for not having to just listen to me go on and on, on my own, talking to myself. There will be some variety today. We have one of your favorite members of the Monorail family joining the show. She's a co-host. She has her own show coming back soon called Adventures with Steffers or Avengers with Steffers. It's Steffers! Steffers! Welcome back to the Monorail.
1: I just want to let you know. Mm Mm-hmm. When you said, "If uh, they don't have to listen to you," yeah, I just wanted to sing again, and I didn't. I refrained. <laughs> Wish I refrained. you would. Yeah. I did. I I serenaded Justin earlier, so I know. Also, if you're nasty, it's Daddy Monorail. Yeah,
0: that's true. Papa
1: Monorail is like normal. Yeah. If they start calling you Daddy or Zaddy Monorail, then they're getting a little spicy.
0: See, I think weirdly, I'm more comfortable with Zaddy Monorail because it almost makes me feel like. The first thing that comes to mind is zoot suits and swing music. That's what I think of with Zaddy oh, Monorail. We're gonna bring it oh, back.
1: No. <laughs> I know
0: that's not what it is, no, I don't know. but that's it's what I not. think of. So if you want to call that's me Zaddy, okay. picture picture me in a pinstripe suit with a wide brim hat, just you know twisting and jiving. It'd be put that in your you head. Know,
1: if I if if I if I could, I would. But uh, the books I read, that's not. That doesn't align. So, respectfully, it ain't gonna work.
0: You know what's funny about the Papa Monorail thing, though, is lately, as I have, you know, I, I'm getting guys, I'm I'm aging, I'm I'm getting older. I've got more gray in my beard and my hair every single day. And when I think about Papa Monorail for me, especially as I sport my latest dad bod, um, I think I'm it, it. It makes me feel more like a country bear than it does any, anything else. I don't know why, but you know. It it fits. I am from Tennessee, and we're going to be talking a little bit about the changes to the country bear bear jamboree. Yeah, it fits with today. Maybe that's why it's in my head. But if you all want to picture me like a country bear, I I think I'm okay with it,
1: y'all. I mean, you do what you want, but don't do it. It's a trap. (laughs) You'll never look at country bear the same ever again.
0: (laughs) Do you think? Do you think there's people that listen to this show that don't? look at our social media stuff at all. And so they have no idea what we look like.
1: (laughs) I hope there are. I can only hope. And then one day, like there's like some sort of mystery and kind of like a vibe for people who don't, you know, see what the what the voice looks like. I have a friend that I he doesn't show his camera ever. I I have like a friend group where we always sit and we talk to each other. But some of us put on the camera. Some of us don't. And I finally saw a picture of him, and I said, "You look exactly how you sound." Oh, wow! But then on the opposite end, we have another friend. I see. I he's he came to my wedding, and like I know what he looks like, and I'm like, "You do not sound like how you look." <laughs> and it is the funniest thing. So I kind of like the mystery. I do too. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure plenty of people have already seen what we look like, and are like, "Eh, they're fine."
0: Yeah. But but- like
1: for those of you who don't. I hope you enjoy our voices.
0: Yes, I just wish that they had the skill of like a uh, like a police sketch artist, and they could draw oh out what God, they thought so we looked like. Because I'd love to oh see my God, that. Wait,
1: wait. Even if you know what we look like, I think I think we should task the listeners. Even if you know what we look like, do your best sketch. Yeah, it could it could be stick figures. Let's be real, because I'm not an artist. <laughs> but like you know. Also, I'm
0: also, sketch what you think Gimli looks like.
1: Oh, absolutely. I
0: want to see a sketch of Gimli based on all he the is, things we say uh, about him.
1: He is in the studio today. Yeah. He's uh, snoozing with E.T.'s finger behind
0: <laughs> <laughs> It does look like E.T. is about to do a temperature <laughs> check on Gimli. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it does, but it's fine. It's fine, Good
0: um, boy. So speaking of the the third member in the studio here, Landon is is not with us today. Um, there is a bit of a winter storm is a sitch going on in the Orlando. Or no, he's not in Orlando. That would never happen in the Orlando area. <laughs> in the Knoxville area, and so because he's on the radio so early in the mornings, and he's got to produce a show, he may actually get snowed into the radio station. So. He couldn't be with us today, but he's with us in spirit, I'm sure. And uh, Landon, we're thinking about you, man. This one's for you. I hope that you survive Snowpocalypse 2024 in Knoxville, Tennessee.
1: That's so funny. I'm supposed to get flurries here, but like, it's like so. Uh, th- Like, our meteorologist here has like a scale. It's like on like a two, which is like social media buzz, but oh. like, it doesn't affect your everyday. <laughs> I'm like, I want some snow on the ground, not Snowmageddon, but like. Yeah. Snow on the ground.
0: I'm down here in Orlando in Central Florida, and it is currently 55 degrees with light rain, which is, that's just miserable. That's miserable outside. I don't want to get out there in this.
1: (laughs) I don't blame you. That's fine.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Stay inside. Be cozy.
0: So, Steffers, talking about last week, I I was all by myself.
1: All by myself. All right. That's all you got, guys. I
0: cued you for it. First one's free. Um, and I decided to take the opportunity to kind of dive into the dining plan a little bit since it's officially back. And after that episode, we did get a few comments in the Monday morning monorail fam Facebook group. So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to circle back to that really quickly and, um, uh, and address it. So mainly Michael, our friend, Michael R try not to share full names, but, um, but Michael said they've never done the dining plan. He's never done the dining plan himself, mainly because when he goes, it's just his wife and him. Um, and they like they do like to dine at Skipper's Canteen or they go to Epcot. Uh, we like to go to Coral Reef if our schedule is more flexible because it's just us. However, if we do take the grandkids, we will utilize the dining plan. So Michael's going to give it a try. So I'm, I'm I'm wondering if he does end up doing that. You know, I'd like to get feedback on it, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would encourage any of you, this is, I asked for it last week. If you do use the dining plan or plan to, or, you know, have in the past, let, let me know what your thoughts are. I, I'm not a person who's hundred percent against the Disney dining plan. I just think that it's something that I don't think I would get the value out of personally if I was to use it, but I, I, I love opinions and I, and I would love to know how what strategy people utilize to make sure they do get the value out of the dining plan because that's something that would be nice to share.
1: Yeah, I've always um in the past I've always been a pro just based off of things I've heard. I've never actually used it, so like this is just like based off of observation. Mm-hmm. I've always thought that Disney's dining plan was always worth it and then Universal's dining plan, which I don't think they do anymore. Um I never thought Universal's was worth it. Worth the the money that you would spend. So, um, I'm interested with the new changes Disney's implemented. How how much bang for your buck you really get nowadays? Right. Because like things have also increased in price. So I know that some people used to get like the most expensive things so that they get the most yeah. value out of your thing. I'm just I'm curious how that works in the wild.
0: Yeah. And and they have made a lot of changes. I, I read that there there were a lot of snacks that were removed yeah. from from the That's- dining plan this year. Um, so that's one thing, you know. And then they've adjusted some restaurants that were a single credit are two credits now. Um, so yeah, I just I think that it's not a surprise. It's almost a version of D- it's like Disney's version of shrinkflation. <laughs> you know, yeah. t- you know they're they're giving you the dining plan, you're still paying a lot for it, but you're getting a little bit less. So, um, I don't know. I, I again, I I'm not anti dining plan. I just think it's not for me. But yeah, I'd love to I hear. I want to try it
1: the next time I come down. Um but then again I'm like uh, it's just me so <laughs>
0: is it going to be worth it I don't know it it could be and I think Steffer's for someone who likes to plan ahead and and make sure you stick oh, to stick to a me. budget um I think me. it can make sense so yeah yeah so anyway stay tuned stay tuned Stay tuned for more on that. Uh, the other thing is, we did get a Figment popcorn bucket update. Uh, we have a couple of our <sighs> friends, namely, I would sh- I give a shout out to Lewis and Val Disney Pick a Day and Doctor Val. Uh, th- what what is her- hers is uh, Val Pal Mickey on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, they picked up one of the Figment popcorn buckets. They're big fans. Jealous. Didn't know that they light up. Apparently, the Figment popcorn popcorn bucket has lights on the inside. Um, which is I cool. Want one. So yeah. bad. Um, like
1: that's a display piece.
0: I think there are lots of people who think agree with you. Um, I'm gonna say it may be shocking. I don't really love this popcorn bucket. I don't think I'm gonna get this one. I don't, I don't know. Can I, I, you
1: can you get Steffers this one? <laughs>
0: one? I could get Steffers this one. Yeah, please. I could. Um, I I am gonna try to make it out. I, I'm not sure if I'll be there in the next week, but I'll, I'll make it to at least. Uh, one time to festival of the arts, and and uh I will try to get you a popcorn bucket, Steffers. Yes, I will. Slay, I will.
1: This is friendship, people. This is friendship.
0: <laughs> it's the benefits of being I just, a co-host on. The I podcast.
1: can see why you wouldn't like it. V- valid, um, but I, I think Disney is really getting away from like the practicality of things and genuinely are just trying to give people like something pretty display
0: to like pieces display. yeah
1: yeah which i mean for 30 what is it 30 bucks 30 bucks uh, it could be you know i uh, they're like cookie jars and stuff like that are like 60 aren't oh, they?
0: oh yeah for sure
1: yeah so for this plastic light up pigment thing i i think 30 dollars is you know reasonably fair for a disney thing so just saying yeah i have a, i have a shelf with a droid that could use a figment
0: I like the idea of it. I like that they changed it up this year, so it's not just figment like it has been the last two years. Um, but just personally, and and this is true about a lot of the popcorn buckets. This one just wasn't for me, even though I love figment. I I would love to see. It would be cool if they would do versions of these that were more like just display pieces that were maybe a little bit smaller, but glass for the Festival of the Arts or ceramic or something. Um, so like, oh, for sure. It'd be cool to have a little shelf of, like, miniatures of the popcorn buckets from the – over the years from the festivals and things. Disney, again, I'm printing money for you. People would buy those. They'd fly off the shelves and go on my shelf is where they would end up. Um, but anyways, Yeah,
1: I um, I forgot where I read it, but there are actually people who are – and I, I'm sure, like, this is very common and, and not really out there, but, like, people are getting tired of the
0: figment. Oh, um, well, those people – those people can take a hike as far as i'm concerned <laughs>
1: yeah they're they're very much like what's the big deal with figment why do, why do they keep bringing him back um stuff like that and and i can i can see it like i can see that they that disney is uh for lack of a better term milking figment for all all, he, all he's worth, but I, I don't I need an, an
0: image in my head like, of milking figment Steffers.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> I cannot. Um, I I think I I would agree, but I think that they're doing things a little different each time so like i'm liking the new directions that they keep taking the figment stuff Mm -hmm. like they finally got a figment mean and greet they they're doing this figment um popcorn bucket that's reflective of the actual ride building like i get it i i just i love figment so it's hard for me to be you know
0: our opinion is definitely biased on this because I agree with you. I'm a, I'm a big figment yeah. fan. And so more figment, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I would say for people out there who are saying too much figment, I'm done with figment. If you've got those kind of people in your circle, you don't need that kind of negativity <laughs> in your life. And you could in that relationship. Um, but <laughs>
1: I do think I do think what you were saying about like having a little ceramic. I think they could tailor they could create something that's more you know, artsy other than like figment with a paintbrush or like uh, the palettes or whatever it is. I feel mm-hmm. like they could do a little bit, a little something different, but
0: I would love neither here nor there. I would love a Christmas tree ornament series. That's popcorn buckets. I think that would be very cool and I would be interested. So Disney, I, I'm just saying
1: million dollar ideas here.
0: Yeah. Um, But now back to milking figment. What do you think figment's milk would taste like if you could and if you would milk
1: figment? Oh, you know what? Actually, I have an answer to this. I have an answer to this. You know, um, I'm going to say fruity pebbles. Pretty Pebbles, the milk.
0: That's what I thought. That's exactly Pebbles. what I thought, Steffers. So I think that's the answer. <laughs> that's the
1: answer. I don't care. Like, y'all can like to me. I don't care. That is the very first and only thing yep. that came into my head.
0: As soon as I even asked the question, that's what I was thinking. So I think that's first thought, best thought on that one.
1: Yep. And well, with that,
0: I think it's time to jump into the news of the week. Yeah! We're gonna milk these headlines for all they're worth. I'm gonna tell you that right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm never living down this milk. That's right.
0: (laughs) Dreamers, once again, we look to the headlines from the theme parks in Central Florida, and we've got a handful of them to bring to you today. We're gonna start with Disney, but we're gonna surprise you because we're going we're we're going to make the rounds and touch all the theme parks in Central Florida today, starting with Disney. The first wave of Disney World Passholder Good to Go dates have been announced. This article. <laughs> this Sorry. article comes to us from blogMickey.com. Um, this was as of January 11th. Disney released its first wave of Good to Go days through early February. Those dates are January 16th, 18th, 23rd, 24th, 28th, and then February 1st as i think we all imagine most of these uh five of the six are in the middle of the week one of them is a sunday not a surprise kind of figured this is how disney would do this because those are going to be days that are generally lower attendance and so disney's like sure hey annual pass holders guess what we're rolling out the red carpet to you uh, even though they think annual pass holders don't spend money in the parks whatever um so if you look at the calendar where you used to go to make your reservation, now the good-to-go dates are circled. And then if there's Park Pass reservations available, there's still a green dot underneath them. I think we just keep adding icons to this calendar. Just go crazy with it. What else could we put on there? Who knows? Um, figment figment milking coding. days. <laughs> uh,
1: little udders. Little fruity pebbles. <laughs> Never mind. I work for derailing. Anyway. Um Uh, I think the, I think the circles are not, I, I feel people are going to get confused.
0: Oh, for sure. People were already confused.
1: (laughs) I mean, true. I think this will create more confusion. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, good to go days. You guys got one, two, three, four, five, five.
0: You know, what's interesting One for February is the good to go days are going to, they really give more value to people who are like a pirate pass holder um those are the passes the lower level passes where you don't get the weekends you're the ones who are getting the good to go days so that's good for you because you probably typically only go during weekdays.
1: that counts for all levels of the passes
0: yeah yeah it does
1: oh Mm -hmm. that's actually kind of legit though sorry i i did not realize one, I forgot that there was a pass that you couldn't go on the weekends. And two, I didn't really put together that these good to go days could be on the weekends. Yeah. And like.
0: Well, that makes sense because f- still at this point, for people who aren't Florida residents, you can't get anything but the Incredit Pass, right? So you, you're that's your only don't option.
1: Don't remind me.
0: So uh, for me, I have the Sorcerer Pass, which means I'm blocked out like the week of Thanksgiving and then a couple weeks around the end of the year. Because you want to go there. During I don't. Anyway. I don't want to go there during those mm-hmm. times for sure. Mm-hmm. So I was happy to save some money. Um, but then you step down to like the Pirate Pass, and I think there's a Pixie Dust Pass. I'm pretty sure the Pixie it's,
1: Dust is the bottom.
0: The Pixie. Okay, so the Pixie Dust for sure is the one where you don't have weekends. I'm not sure about the Pirate, but anyway, it's good news. I, I I just think it's a step towards. I don't know that we will ever get to the point where annual pass holders don't need reservations, but maybe it becomes more of a common thing lower attendance uh months and especially during the weeks where pretty much you can just go um the other good thing that is back now officially is all day park hopping so yay yeah so we're again we've we've said it a million times ever since the world caught on fire but nature is healing at walt disney world so really really good stuff you
1: know what's not healing
0: did you say snot healing
1: (laughs) i said you know what's not healing
0: (laughs) i don't know what's not healing
1: (laughs) This fourteen forty nine price tag for this pass Yeah. That is not healing my wallet.
0: No. No, it's not. I know. But it's
1: fine. It's,
0: it's fine. Steffers, you could buy into DVC and then you'll get access to the Florida resident passes.
1: But then I have a lifetime commitment and that is something I cannot be decisive enough about.
0: Yeah. Well, that's very true. You, you're not known for de- decisivity, if that's even a word. Um,
1: oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: No, I, I just wanted to bring it up just because, and, and we dug into what good to go days mean yeah. on a previous episode and on the last Passholder Lounge, we really got into it. If you want to check that out, uh, speaking to that, we have a Passholder Lounge tomorrow night, if you're listening to this on Monday. Um, so Tuesday, the 16th at seven, no, eight o'clock, uh, we'll be going live on the Passholder Lounge. But um, so we won't get into that today. Um, but again, I, I think as things continue to open up more, we get back to like the prior state. It's never going to go back to the way it was before COVID but um, I also heard that no, the, sorry go ahead.
1: There's just a level of like I know that we we as people of creatures of habit like we want it to go back but also I, I think the changes kind of are going along with the times now because our times are, aren't ever going to go back to what they were anyway. Right. So I think I mean some things are Nah, not not the greatest, but other things that, like I think they're making moves in the in a positive direction for sure. Especially bringing stuff back. I think the dining plan is a is like a huge milestone for yeah, them. To it bring is bring back.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, one thing that was brought up in the Monorail Discord. I love how I'm getting these uh, plugs in for our social media naturally today. It's working out very well. Um, the Monorail Fam Discord. We after I posted the episode and and we were talking about um not only the dining plan coming back, but I think it reminded cocktail Bob when we asked the question a few weeks ago, what rule change do you want to see for 2024? This isn't really a rule change, but he said he would love to see tables in wonderland come back. I don't know that that program will ever come back. I wish that it would, if you're not familiar tables in wonderland was a program where you paid. I want to say it was like $200. It was, it was a steep entry point to get the pass, but then it was an annual membership you had, Where you could go to not all restaurants on Disney property, but a lot of Disney uh, property resorts uh, in the parks and in Disney Springs. And you got it was like a 15 percent discount at the restaurant with your tables and Wonderland card. It usually was more than your annual pass uh, dining discount. And it included free valet at the resorts and at Disney Springs. If you presented your ticket or your receipt after you dined. Um, So your valet was free. So. That was an amazing program, and you could make your money back very quickly on it. Disney ended it um, as we were going into COVID. I feel like it – I want to say it ended even before the parks closed down for COVID. They didn't renew it in 2020 at all, but they still ended up honoring it for a long time after they stopped the program. So – that, I don't know that's just another one of those things I don't know if it will ever come back but it was amazing and skipper or cocktail Bob was correct that's something that um I definitely miss too
1: you know what's funny number one never heard of that mm. that's a cool f- thing and and I I wish I was able to like witness and take part in that yeah um it reminds me of something else and I don't think Disney will ever do this because I think they're on a make more money. This is gonna sound terrible, but like I'll make more money train, so like uh, offering more discounts than than what is already presented in terms of like annual passes and stuff like that won't really be a thing. Mm-hmm. And I think this was like through AAA, and maybe I'm wrong. I was a youth. Uh, don't don't quote me. But diamond parking, diamond there used parking. to be. It, I want to say it was it was like a parking version of that Tables of Wonderland thing you were just talking about, where like it was special. Part like you get like um like preferred parking because mm. uh, like my dad would would present hit some sort of membership thing interesting and we, it was yeah. diamond parking whatever whatever um i think this is like a perfect opportunity and world to bring those back like i know that they're trying to you know um recover make make more money etc cetera, etc cetera. but i think incentivizing like these programs and like bringing them back would be a really great way to just have people spend more money in their parks yeah i I don't know i like little things like that i think yeah i miss it
0: yeah but i think you're right though i think the big thing right now is that disney makes a lot of money on their daily standard parking yeah you know and it's hard to just take that away although i was really shocked that they took away the the nightly parking fee at resorts i didn't think that would ever go away and they did take that away so i mean and that's like that's free money essentially for them for anyone who drives in. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I, I It's just nice to see these little things. But I think the the incentive for Disney is like when they need to encourage people to come to the parks. And who knows? Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe maybe things start to continue to level out in terms of attendance and they want to boost it. And they bring some of this stuff back. It could happen it could. I, by the way, I just looked up uh, Tables in Wonderland. I wanted to verify my memory. It, it used to cost $175 a year for Florida residents, but it was 150 per year for uh, DVC or annual pass holders. And then you could get a second membership for your spouse or partner for $50 more, which is maybe I remember why I remember 200 And then you actually got a 20% discount on food and beverages, including alcohol. So it was a really good deal. I'm just telling you. Oh,
1: also, I was right. It is AAA. There
0: you go. So, like hey, really good memories. Good memories. Yeah, you got to enjoy these little victories, especially when you're geriatric like me. Um, <laughs> I'm
1: not quite geriatric, but my memory sometimes.
0: <laughs> it's hard to remember things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, um, positive changes, uh, little benefits here and there. We love we love to see it now. I have no segue for this other than the fact that earlier I talked about country bears,
1: <laughs> but you I'm did.
0: I'm ready to move on to uh, the country bear jamboree discussion. So this is an article from AllEars.net, and basically, if you've heard, if you haven't heard, we shall share with you the country bear jamboree is closing on January 27th to make way for a new incarnation of the show that's coming later this year. So what they're doing in this article, it's called four clues about the new country bear jamboree show. And essentially they're just piecing together all the little things that we've heard, um, from Disney, from their marketing, you know, social media, whatever it might be, um, that give us hints about what the new show might be like. So first up, the bears will have an all new sound of Nashville. The show will be inspired by Opry style shows of Nashville Uh, Next, the shows will include new reinterpreted Disney songs in different genres of country music, including bluegrass, pop country, Americana, Rockabilly and more. And then Disney released a video just this past week that gave a little sneak peek about the bear necessities. Of course, they're going to sing the bear necessities. It's the country bears jamboree. And then finally, uh, the bears will be getting all new outfits. And so they, they gave a little preview of what Henry's going to look like. He's got like a sparkly blue jacket. and um, But I think all of them are going to be getting a little refreshed look. So now one of the things that the article sort of talks about and some of the artic- other articles have discussed is that this is one of the last attractions that Disney himself, Mr. Walt Disney, had a hand in uh, before it ever came to the parks. They, the Country Bear Jamboree doesn't exist anymore at Disneyland, um, and so the only version of it that I'm aware of that still exists is at Disney World in Orlando. My question about this is, because of that, does it make it something that really can't ever be removed? I don't want to say can't. I don't like to speak in absolutes, but I'm just thinking, you know, you've got these people, and and sometimes I'll identify as a person that's like this, that, that feels like, even though I understand that Disney's not a museum and it always needs to be changing and updating and enhancing the experience for guests. I do feel like there's things that we should not just close down and turn our back on because it's, it's just a little tie back to the original thing. And it's a tie back to the original creator of, of the parks, Walt Disney himself. And so I feel like you've got to, you've got to sort of keep a little bit of this around or you totally, you know, lose One of the big advantages that you have as as a Walt Disney World Park or a Disney park in that Disney has this such huge nostalgia um, credit with people and you take all that away. And then I I don't think you're doing yourself any favors. And Steffers, I bring it up because since you're a younger generation than myself and you don't have that same. You do have a nostalgic tie to Disney, but not in the same way that I do. Do you feel like shows like this, like the Country Bear Jamboree that, that was sort of part of the original thing and Walt had a hand in it, do you feel like it's untouchable or, or do you see a day where it could go away?
1: Uh, I Let me pause. Before I answer that question, did you see that they're also renaming a character?
0: Oh, no. I didn't notice.
1: Liver, that. Lips, Liver, Liver, Lips, Liver, <laughs> Lips, McGraw will be getting a new look and a new name, Romeo McGraw. Oh. Just, I wanted to add that because I scrolled down on the article that we were reading. Yeah. With the direction that Disney is going, mm-hmm. I would I don't want to say it could never happen. What I will say though, when I think of that area of the park, mm-hmm. if you take away Country Bears, what not? What are you left with? But like, I feel like it just it, like helps the theming, and I don't want to say that Disney is like getting away from like theming in the right places but like i would i just wouldn't want it to be replaced by something that just doesn't fit. So then to me it opens up a bigger question of okay, say they do maybe get rid of it, which to me if they're updating it i feel like it's less likely or like not anytime soon. But like say they get rid of it, are they are we thinking a whole land retheme? Are we moving toward more of like a like a Disneyland like, I don't this is my thing. I don't yeah. know. I feel like if you take it away, it removes a big part—not a—not a big part, but like a a decent-sized part of the theming of that area. Yeah, that's true. And then just like I hate to—I'm I'm sorry to go to the other park, but like Universal, mm-hmm. it's like saying, "Will E.T. ever go away?" Mm-hmm. My the answer I want to say is absolutely not. There's absolutely no way. I. I'm not delusional or naive. I like I think everything has an expiration date. And if or when that time comes, you will see me cry and you will not hear from me for, you know, many months. But what they do with Minions is they took out Monsters Cafe. Yeah. That was a th- that was like and they rethemed that whole row, that whole street to just be Minions, yeah. which is something that they do in California. Mm. So I feel like if that was the case at Disney with Country Bears, if they take that out, I feel like a retheme would only would make sense happening yeah which then would bug me because i like the theming and like there is the nostalgia factor and xyz thing yeah but uh yeah. with them updating it i think that they're trying to preserve it enough where it's still it still has the nostalgia factor but also it's updated for the times that we're in now
0: yeah i think so, eh. I, yeah so here's another question that i have that just came to mind Mm -hmm. Because it is such an old attraction. And there's definitely this factor of you go in and you're like, it's almost so fun because it is so old fashioned. It's not like these are the most cutting edge animatronics you're ever going to see. And so it feels quaint and it feels cute because of that to Mm -hmm. me. So now you're updating it with a whole new soundtrack and new songs. And it's going to be based on what country music and honky tonk music or whatever sounds like. Today, there's now going to be a disconnect between what the music sounds like, but what the show feels like, number one. And number two, are you are you putting yourself too much in 2024 with the way the music's going to sound? And how long will that last before you need to maybe think about changing it up again? Because in my opinion, that old bluegrass home mountain music that they had in the style that they that the country bears have as of today It felt old, but it matched the show and it sort of made it a point in time like you were traveling back in time uh, to go to that attraction. And now I think there's there's a possibility there's going to be a bit of a disconnect in the feel of the music versus the attraction that you're getting. And will it make it um, stale faster or feel just odd? I don't know. I don't know. It's something I just thought about. And I don't I'm asking myself that question. Because I'm not sure how this will hold up. It sort of reminds me of when they did the uh, Enchanted Tiki Room under new management with Iago. Because they changed the songs and everything. And they eventually went back to the original Tiki Room. So
1: I, The only thing I can think of that they could do to remedy what you're saying, like the concerns and questions you have versus like this update, mm -hmm. is keep it... This is going to sound so stupid as it's coming out of my mouth, but like bear age specific like oh yeah yeah have each in their own time kind of thing and then maybe that'll help marry the two yeah but that's the only thing i can think of but if they don't do that and it's all just kind of a whole new world <laughs> i'm funny <laughs> um then i mean the only way disney's gonna know if it works is if they try it, and then people yeah. call them out hey this is not what we signed up for this is not what the country bears stand for blah 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 we won't know
0: I think, yeah, time time will tell for sure. We're, we're going to find out. I mean, I don't know how long the re is going to take. Again, uh, the, the attraction is going to shut down at the end of, end of January. And uh, so if if you do want to get one last look before the Country Bear Jamboree changes and the, and you get a whole new show, you better get in there in the next couple of weeks. That's, that's all I'll tell you. I
1: wonder Be- how long it's going to take them to change this over, too.
0: I'm going to guess a couple of months at least. It. Closing at the end. So it makes me wonder if they're going to try to have it back by like Easter time. Uh,
1: Oh, I was going to say summer.
0: Oh, you think? Possibly. Well, Well, you would think if they're doing all the recording and programming of the animatronics, which they don't have to shut it down to do that. um, That could be done off stage. It would just be the updating. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know.
1: We'll find out. Yeah. Stay tuned.
0: tuned. Gimli looks like he's on the edge of his seat. He can't wait. He really wants to know.
1: Gimli, you want to be a part of the country bears? <laughs> he's so chill. Buddy buddy. Oh. He, he's so chill. He says, yes, please.
0: All right. Well, Gimli, we'll try to put a word in for you.
1: <laughs> he says, thank you.
0: Steffers, we're going to jump uh, over to Universal now because speaking of things changing, <sighs> mm. this first article.
1: to ch- ch- changes You know. All right.
0: This, that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, this didn't really even occur to me until I read this article. But as you know, Disney acquired 20th Century Fox back in 2019. And when that happened, they got the rights to a lot of IPs, which included The Simpsons. Did and that not occur to you? I knew that they, no, I knew that part. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the, the because it's on Disney Plus, and yeah, we were aware of all that. The thing that didn't occur to me, because I just I just mm-hmm. wasn't even thinking about it, was would Universal ever do something to phase the Simpsons out of the parks?
1: Oh, so, that was my first thought.
0: I, I don't know why I didn't think about it. I just thought, well, they've probably got a long-term yeah. contract like they do with Marvel. I, I don't know. Um,
1: That's interesting you say that, because I actually don't know in terms of the contract, because there's no... Contracts clearly are are different than they used to be when, you know, the Marvel stuff and, mm-hmm. and the Steven Spielberg and all that stuff. Yeah. Um so it's funny you say that because I was thinking, I was like, I wonder how long that contract really is. And the fact that Disney has Twentieth Century Fox now. Like I the overlap on that is really interesting for sure.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, so, so this time though. This article for Theme Park Tourists from ThemeParkTourist.com actually states that Universal Studios Florida, as well as Universal Hollywood, um, have a contract to use the Simpsons, and the license expires in 2028. That's four years away. I mean, and you know that Disney's not going to extend that. Like that's yeah. that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, according to this article, Universal is reportedly accelerating plans to pull the Simpsons from the theme parks. Um, now, basically. Even though 2028 is still a ways off, uh, rumors online are suggesting that the Simpsons ride may actually be closing sooner rather than later. Earlier this week, a now deleted social media post claimed that Universal Studios had stopped hiring ride operators for the Simpsons ride, specifically with all new hires for park operations now being trained elsewhere. So that's interesting because you still, I mean, unless you're unless you know that all the people that you have operating that ride are going to be there a while. I mean, they could, they could leave. I don't know how long people tend to stay at universal as, as team members, but, um, if you're not back training or, you know, you don't have backups for those people. I don't know what you do if they just don't show up to work all of a sudden. Um, the aforementioned report from Orlando park stop goes a bit further to say that universal is going to be discontinuing the use of the two sprung tents behind the Simpsons ride. that are used for Halloween horror nights, Effective this year, which could be an indication that some major construction is about to happen in that area. While nothing is confirmed, rumors are swirling that Universal could be considering building a Pokemon-themed area here, with a cloned version of the ride that's currently planned for Universal Studios Japan, as well as interactive areas where guests could catch their own Pokemon. This is all rumors. We're we're firmly... That's the
1: rumor I heard,
0: though. ...firmly in rumor land. Uh, Yeah,
1: Speculation Nation, as we like to uh, call it here. I... So the only – there are a few thoughts I have. One, I don't think Land is a big enough area to give Pokemon the space it deserves.
0: Mm, interesting. That's
1: my first comment. I don't – like dr- the where they're putting the DreamWorks stuff, I would have preferred Pokemon there. Mm. I think that's a big enough area. It would have just worked. land, on the other hand, is very much great theming. Do not get me wrong. I personally think this, it all needs to go and bring back back to the future, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I just don't think it's big enough. And to top it all off, what, this is really a question because I don't necessarily think I have an answer. What simulator kind of ride are you going to do with Pokemon? Yeah, I don't. In the space that you have.
0: I don't know. And it does seem like based on what this article is saying, there would not be plans to use it. It would just be destroyed. And they would rebuild that whole space.
1: So, so if they do that, we're we're gonna live in speculation nation for a little bit. Mm-hmm. If they do that and they open it up and they use the back where they where those tents are for Halloween Horror Nights, mm-hmm. then I could then I can consider it being enough space and it being an interactive space like. This is a terrible example, but like how they just made that Moana experience and you could tap your magic band or whatever. I can see them introducing some sort of Tapu Tapu that extends to all the resorts and, and all that jazz. And then you can catch your own Pokemon... And you could use the universal app and and nurture your Pokemon and what? Oh my god, that'd be so lit actually because they're already <laughs> using the app for the for, for the minions minio- thing, minions con. the villains yeah. con, villains con. <laughs> con, million dollar idea. Yeah. Anyway, it's probably not original. They probably are already they already probably have this plan, but that'd be lit. Universal, <laughs> hello. Um, but if they if they tore down the building or made some sort of interactive thing, that'd be cool. The one thing I'm gonna say is if there's not a Pokemon themed cafe I don't want it yeah I don't want it I don't need it
0: <laughs> you don't need that kind I of just, evil I in don't
1: I don't I just don't think Pokemon works with a simulator ride no. so uh, as much uh, as I'd yeah. love a, a Pokemon themed ride it doesn't work so, in uh, my opinion
0: yeah and I agree with you I, I think you're right I think that it would have to be like a demo and and rebuild kind of sitch. Yeah. now now the other thing that's mentioned in this article is could they clone the secret life of pets ride? and bring that to Universal Studios cuz that's popular in Hollywood. Um and that would at least tie in with the Dreamworks think. properties, right?
1: Yeah. Is that that Dreamworks? Right? Oh,
0: I don't know. I it, it might is. not be.
1: Secret Life of Pets. Uh Secret Life of Pets is Universal Pictures.
0: Oh, okay. But
1: Same People's yeah, yeah. You know, uh, illumination. It's illumination. Oh, it,
0: oh, okay. Okay. It's illumination.
1: So it would still fit. I mean, it would still fit in the park. It just
0: yeah, it's, um, it's really interesting. I, You know, we could do that, too. What you so what you were bringing up there, bringing back back to the future, it sort of made me think of it would be cool. They, they'll never do this because I just don't I don't think no. that they would have the support for it. But it would be awesome if they took that whole back section and just because they could it's, you know, it, it's feasible. They could tie it in with the E.T. Um, ride yeah. and make it like a universal legacy legacy land. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't necessarily need to bring back all those rides that used to exist, but maybe in some way you've got interactive experiences and attractions and restaurants and shops that tie back to that universal history. That would be very awesome for pe- people like me who who love the old school stuff. I'd love to see Ghostbusters back in the park in some way. Me too. But... um I don't think that they would go that direction. I think they're they're firmly planted in moving forward. Even though Pokemon, I just wonder is that really current enough? I
1: I think it. I think it's timeless enough.
0: Timeless enough. Okay.
1: I think Pokemon is timeless enough where it would work in that space because there are still updates being made to Pokemon. There are new generations of Pokemon. You get the nostalgia of like the old the OGs yeah. and this new new business that I don't keep up with. But sure. That's fair. I think it's timeless enough that it it would work. I don't think it would depend on how they're trying to execute it, in my opinion. For Secret Life of Pets, that would, in theory, work. I don't think that placement, though, works. Yeah. I don't think the placement in the park works.
0: Okay. That's fair. I think you're right. Po- Pokemon really is. It's something that it has been generational. It's stuck around. Um, I still play Pokemon Go. I don't know if other people do. I know Dr. Jacqueline does. I think-
1: I think a lot of people still do. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So, so. we're. I just became friends with a couple of people, including Dr. Jacqueline on Pokemon Go this week, which never it's funny. I was like, I've never reached out to my social media and Disney theme park friends to see if they wanted to be friends on Pokemon Go. But um,
1: and it would be even more lit if there's like a partnership to to Pokemon Go so that you can incorporate. That'd be so cool. There, there's like a lot of possibilities yeah. that could happen if that was a thing. But I don't know. Yeah. I think we'll see for okay. sure. I I, I know that they're trying to do a lot similar to the other coast. Both parks are. Mm-hmm. It, there's no secret there. I think the minion stuff at least worked because of where it is in, in the park. I just don't... I think they want to probably bring Secret Life of Pets. I just don't think that's where they should put it.
0: I would like to see that ride. I don't know ride. where. I'd like to see that ride brought to the East Coast.
1: Yeah, me too. For sure. I just... I know where I would like it, but it doesn't fit there either. Mm. (laughs) So, I don't know.
0: I feel like it would have to go over somewhere near the Bourne Stuntacular. Aesthetically? Yeah. That's where I picture it. Mm -hmm. But I know they probably don't have space over there to do that. But I just think that that's where I could see it fitting nicely. (sighs) We can dream. Yeah. Um, Steffers, it's time for a Universal's Epic Universe update. Uh Oh. Sorry.
1: So I made a I made a, a hand gesture that relates to things, but y- y'all can't see it, so it's fine. Well just ignore me.
0: <laughs> the sound effect was good enough.
1: Yeah. You know, I try.
0: So we found out this week that the Universal Legacy Legacy store will be closing in City Walk. It's gonna be closed like imminently. And mm-hmm. I think we know for sure it's gonna be the Epic Universe Preview Center. Preview Center. Yeah. That's Which will open in That,
1: I think, I'm kind of excited for that because I enjoyed Disney's Preview Center thing. I don't know what they called it at Disney. But I enjoy that kind of stuff, so I'm excited to see what exactly they're going to um, present in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be – it'll be great to actually have, like, physical in-person exhibits, displays – um, mm-hmm. things to see, maybe touch, smell, taste. Who knows? In the Epic Universe Preview Center, who knows? Maybe they have special snacks. They're like, you're you're going to be able to get these tasty treats in the future.
1: You got to see this.
0: Yeah. The phrase. <laughs>
1: that's so funny. <laughs>
0: the phrase, you got to see this, has been trademarked by Universal, Um, which the assumption is that's going to be used in their marketing campaign for Epic Universe. It's fine. I don't know how you trademark a phrase like this. It That's. You got to see this. It's just not. It doesn't seem specific enough that you could trademark it.
1: Mm, well.
0: But they did. They did it.
1: Oh, the two. Yeah. And then the two on-site hotels that we've mentioned before, the Stella Nova Resort and the Terra Luna Resort um, are already taking bookings. Mm-hmm. The We're still waiting for when reservations will open for the third. Mm, not even. Not sure. I want to try to pronounce that. Like my gut says, hello. But like, could be. Could be not. Grand Hotel. Yeah. Um, but should be sometime this year and tickets for Epic Universe are expected to go on sale later this wow, year.
0: Wow, that's that's crazy. That really makes it real, doesn't it? Like they start selling tickets to the park. Wow.
1: I'm I'm one of those that I want to be there for the opening. Mm-hmm. But I'm also one of those that has severe like people oh, yeah. crowd anxiety that I'm like I don't know if I can do that. Oh, my God. I could go to Epic Universe for my 30th birthday.
0: Whoa, Steffers. I think you have to. I think that sounds I think
1: like- I have to. Yeah. I think I have to. I'm sorry. I just had this brain blast Yep. with all of you. But you're, you're, you're all welcome. We're glad that invited. We were, yeah,
0: we were part of it.
1: <laughs> um,
0: That's exciting. I will
1: say I'm so excited. Um, There have been further developments in terms of construction. I will say the... Biggest one that I've seen, well, there are two big ones that I've seen. There's a whole list here on this theme park tourist article. The Yoshi Ride Vehicles,
0: mm-hmm. which we we had to pause Master the show Round. two weeks ago so you and Landon could go take a look at the Yoshi ride vehicles.
1: Yes. <laughs> and the um wand, Ministry of Magic mm-hmm. Um Wand has been installed.
0: Yeah, it looks great. It's a beacon. I'm so a excited. Yeah, the beacons of each land. I'm so excited of the design for this park. I can't wait to see it. I think it's going to look so awesome. Um, Having the portals as your entryway to each land is so cool. um, Because I feel like it's doing something that Universal, aside from the Wizarding World and uh, Super Nintendo Land, hasn't really done in the past. Which is really trying to do the immersive theming of the lands. And that's, to me, that's super exciting. That's something, I mean, again... Universal is is really hot on the trail of Disney the last few years, and, and this is something that's just taken it another step. This park is going to be really epic. epic. I think that's the word for it.
1: Um, beacons for each land are being installed, including the Dark Universe, which is an electrical tower inspired by the Frankenstein story. So cool. How to Train Your Dragon, the Isle of Burke, which is a weather vane at the top of a tower featuring toothless and then the Wizarding World Ministry yeah. of Magic has its hand holding a golden wand beacon. Yeah. Has also been installed. I think the use of beacons is also really cool, mm-hmm. signifying each area that you're in. Um, Not to say that, like, how Disney has, like, the Tomorrowland um archway. Like, I think that's cool and everything, but I think having, like, a... I don't know. I've always I've always pictured like Islands of Adventure, the lighthouse being like a beacon of, yeah, you know, I, I've always attributed that and I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm with you on that. Okay. Rocks.
0: <laughs> rocks. I'm excited. Rocks. I'm excited because I don't think that I realized something that is becoming more and more real to me is mm-hmm. the Monsters Unchained Frankenstein experiment ride.
1: No one's talking about it.
0: I'm so excited. I haven't heard anyone talk about this.
1: I don't think I. It's so funny because I think the updates we get are from people that like have the drones that are like watching the the construction progress. Because obviously Universal's not yeah, uh, you know, uh, officially announcing anything. But I and maybe it, I'm just generalizing and and being I don't know. But I think this monsters area is going to be the most underrated area of this park.
0: I think you're right. I think it already is. And
1: I, I think knowing how universal just based off of Halloween horror nights and knowing what universal has been doing with the classic monsters. Yeah. And now seeing how they're taking the, the, the narratives and the, and all the stuff that they've done and making it into a land and a rot. Like I, I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised and it, it'll become one of the most loved areas, but I still think it'll be underrated for sure. Yeah. It's How to Train Your Dragon is also pretty – like, I I think people love that so much. I think it'll be so great for kids. Like, I just – I there's going to be so much great things that this park's going to offer that, like, oh, mm. that's all I got to say about that.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I, I think that you are absolutely right. The classic monster – area and the how to train your dragon area are overshadowed for sure because people are so excited about the ministry of magic and super nintendo land and i think those are going to they're they're going they have the most room to exceed expectations once they open up because people aren't talking about them and they're not expecting that much and i think you're right a good point that you just made they have so much recent experience doing things with the classic monsters because of Halloween Horror Nights. They know what people like. They know what people want to see. So that land is going to be so good. I, I personally, I've always been very excited about that land, but I'm getting more excited with the little bits of information that we get. And again, I didn't even know anything about this Frankenstein Monsters Unleashed Darkland.
1: And I, th- I think Speculation Nation coming back. I think we're getting a revamped Monsters Cafe. Oh, I don't see how I we wouldn't. So. Yeah. I, I, you closed the one down that was such a staple, especially during Halloween Horror Nights, that like, how could you not? How could you not? I feel like it would be a very missed marketing, not marketing, missed opportunity. Uh, no, missed marketing opportunity as well. Yeah. But like, I, I, do I think that they absolutely need to update their menu and like, to have other things and better things. Yes, absolutely. But I, I think I, because they don't. I don't think there have been rumors about any of the dining options. I know like Mario will have its own because mm-hmm. they have something in, in yeah. on the other coast, and um I'm sure Harry Potter. Well, Harry Potter, I guess, could have a whole new thing. But I'm, I'm feeling like it'll be a mix of Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley, anyway. Mm-hmm. But. We haven't heard anything about re- potential restaurants. Mm. We haven't heard anything about the kind of food offerings they'll have. Like I, I mean, I'm a foodie, so like obviously my mind just went to food. <laughs> but I think that, especially with the changes and the offerings that they they've been increasing at um, Universal and Islands uh, Studios and Islands right now, I think they're really making way for some something different, something more diverse. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm excited.
0: Me too. Yeah, I I mean, come on. I'm with you on the on the foodie train. I mean, I'm so excited to find out if they do bring back a classic Monsters Cafe in some way. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know that I'll ever leave the Classic Monsters Land. I think I'll just live there. I think I'll move in. I mean,
1: See, but also did you notice that it said Dark Universe? Mm-hmm. It didn't say Classic Monsters, which leads me to believe that I feel like because also um, I don't know if I want to speak this to existence, but I'm going to say it anyway. But like they could do something Beetlejuice like they, they could. have a Beetlejuice meet and greet. They yeah. have a, you know, I just I don't know. There are a lot of like classic old school things like the the graveyard Re- Re- review, Re- Re- whatever yeah. the review, whatever the
0: book f- it was called.
1: <laughs> um, There's so many different things that they could do a new take on or like change. Yeah. Because they could do a show too. I, I mean, I don't know how big the space is. I'm I'm just spitballing ideas
0: here. Yeah, that's another thing I feel like, like we haven't really heard that much about is potential shows. shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they'll and they'll have to. I think every park has to have like people eater shows. So, um, they'll they'll have to do something. I I was just thinking about. I hope that they have ample space for indoor queuing for the attractions in the parks. Um, God, yeah, I hope so too. Oh
1: my God, a water ride.
0: Oh, yeah. A water. it's ride.
1: gonna be Florida.
0: It they have it to. is gonna be Florida. Yeah.
1: They have to, right? Like they so. have to have at least one water ride at Epic Universe, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I what think what would so. it be? Oh, uh maybe you just get That's... to you get to float down a river of butterbeer over in the wizarding world.
1: That'd be so funny, but kind of <laughs> iconic,
0: actually. Um also I would like to see them do more immersive interactive. Queues like I really like, of course, the mummy queue is great. Um, I like the skull island, uh, Kong skull island queue quite a bit. That's mm-hmm. good. Um, but I want to see more of that kind of thing. Um, yeah, there's so much. There's, I, I guess, you know, the point is there's still so much to to learn
1: that and, we don't know yeah, and so much yeah. to look
0: forward to for this park. And they're already going to start telling t- selling tickets this year. <laughs> Telling Find sickets is what I was
1: Stepher's about to say. 30th birthday party yeah. at Epic Universe. Let's go.
0: I think we should do it for sure.
1: I think we should do it. I'm texting. I'm texting everyone.
0: <laughs> Start the text chain right now. Um, all right. Well, we're going to do something uh, in the last little bit here that we haven't done ever on the show because I always try to make time for it. And then we don't do it. Let's talk a little bit about SeaWorld.
1: SeaWorld.
0: Yeah. There, there's a couple like decent. Mm-hmm pieces of news that are are worth discussing. SeaWorld Orlando is trying to make sure that it, it it doesn't fall off the map of resort destinations, theme park, resort destinations with Epic universe, universal aggressively investing and expanding with Disney promising that they're going to invest like $20 billion over the next 10 years or something in central Florida. SeaWorld's got to try to keep up. Well, One of the things we found out about, and this is on Fox 35 Orlando. I always like to uh, share when we have reputable news sources. SeaWorld Orlando is planning a new 504 room hotel with direct theme park access. Now, this is very interesting because I don't know that right now SeaWorld has its own hotel. I know there are hotels around the SeaWorld park, but I don't think any of them are like SeaWorld owned or operated. Um,
1: I think this is a great um I, not idea but like a great step mm-hmm. for SeaWorld because everyone already raves about like their food their events are severely underrated like yeah. i don't think i've ever heard i mean i'm sure i have but like i don't think i've really heard anything ever negative i think i i think this underdog is is really coming up i i really do think that they they have finally reached a point where they're making their own way in the theme. I mean, because they're, they're very different from Universal and Disney. Yeah. I think they're they're giving you thrills, giving you quality, like food, but like also immersing you with animals that are cute as heck.
0: Yeah, I think that that is something that SeaWorld is definitely trying to do, is differentiate itself and find its own little niche, because it's not going to be able to compete with the themed no you know, experience that you get at universal and, and Disney. And they know that. So they are trying to find other little things that they can do. And this, this is an exciting step for them. So according to the uh, application filed in orange County last week, the plan is to develop a 15 story, 504 room hotel adjacent to its attractions near the intersection of I drive and central Florida parkway. The nearly 30 acre project dubbed starboard, would include a walkway to the theme park, a conference center, ballroom, parking garage, fitness center, restaurant, and rooftop bar and terrace. You know, I love that news, among other amenities. And it says that Ooh, some
1: rooms might even have a view of Mako and Kraken.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly we where love I was a going. Roller coaster view. Yeah. Oh yeah. That those are the best <sighs> views. You know, they're going to charge five hundred bucks a night for a room that can. Take a look at the. See, the right that's questions. the
1: next question: is what's the price point going to be? If you're a pass holder, what kind of discount do you get? I feel like, yeah, they could probably charge five hundred dollars, but I genuinely don't think they will.
0: You don't think I so? I think
1: they'll. I think they'll be a nice middle ground. They have to compete with all the the cheaper hotels in the in the area. Do so I think maybe yeah. probably like four hundred? I I don't think it'll necessarily exceed five hundred, but I I think that they're in a really good position where. I feel like they're going to offer some either really cool benefits for mm. staying at this hotel. Oh yeah. They'll have like some good rates for this. I don't I I don't want to think negative and think they're going to it's going to be hiked up in price, but I I mean
0: Well, but if you offer the the benefits like say they do early park access, say they do free quick queue um for the day.
1: Oh, that'd be lit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: maybe then 500. Yeah, but that, like
0: you get some value there. But that's a lot. I, I know it's a lot. That's expensive. But, hey, I'm I'm trying to think about how much do you have to pay to stay a night at, at uh, the Grand Floridian um, with direct theme park access? Or how much do you have to to pay to stay at the Hard Rock Hotel per night? I don't know that this is going to be on the same level as Deluxe Resort, but it seems like it um, based on what we're reading. This is very early. Uh, I do want to I think
1: it'll be a Royal Pacific. Price Royal point.
0: Pacific. OK, that probably makes sense. So um, SeaWorld Parks and Entertainment CEO Mark Swanson doubled down on the company's commitment to opening not just one hotel, but two in the next few years on last month's earning call. It remains unclear, however, which SeaWorld locations in the U.S. that would apply to. On the hotel front, we also continue to make progress on our plans. As we mentioned last quarter, we are refining our design, planning on our first hotels, and we expect to begin opening in 2026. We identified two locations of the first two hotels and we'll be offering more details on those properties soon. So I don't know. I I mean, again, as I always say when we talk about all this kind of stuff is we we all benefit as guests of theme parks. When the competition is good, they're investing in the parks, investing in the resorts and trying to um, play off of each other and make sure that hey, we're an attractive place to go. We offer all these amenities. We offer all these great rides and food. And that's only good for people like us who love to go to theme parks. So um, the last thing I want to mention, because we haven't talked about it at all, is you mentioned it already that that, that SeaWorld, they love bringing the, the roller coasters and the thrills. And we do have another roller coaster being built as we speak for SeaWorld Orlando. This one is called the penguin trick coaster.
1: I love penguins. So
0: much. It, oh, so they're the cutest. They look they're, like they're, they're in little tuxedos. My favorite animal and I'm
1: getting a penguin tattoo. I'm committed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love a penguin? They look so funny the way they waddle around. Um, now, this one goes a little bit of a different direction uh, as compared to uh, Pipeline and the icebreaker that, that opened up in the last couple of years, because this is actually going to be a family coaster. Um, as part of the story, the family coaster will take riders on an expedition through the Antarctica wilderness on ride vehicles designed to look like snowmobiles. Riders, riders will travel both outdoor and indoors across 3,020 feet of track for the indoor That's dark awesome. ride experience. Multimedia and special effects will be used to create the Arctic environment. Um, As guests are going through the queue, they'll find themselves in the midst of an Arctic research (gasps) base. And from that base, they'll be sent out and brave a lot of the wild environments and harsh nature of Antarctica. For its finale, Penguin Trek will take into the park's penguin... <laughs> this is oh. written weirdly for its finale penguin trek will take into the park's penguin habitat a feature that was part of the park's now closed antarctica empire of the penguin attraction
1: i need it i want it i need it once I
0: guests get it. off the ride their adventure will continue as they set off on trek on foot to go actually meet <gasps> the real penguins there you go i
1: will cry there will you go step for of this roller coaster i don't i don't even care i <laughs> i'm gonna cry just reading about this roller coaster
0: this sounds great. Yeah. And uh, you will see glimpses of penguins in different ways while you're on the ride. So this was something we were talking about uh, pre-recording. You wondered it. You did because you had seen when you had looked at some of the materials about the penguin trek, you hadn't really seen anything mentioned about whether or not penguins would be included in the ride. But there you go. Absolutely. I'm
1: going to cry. Y'all. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, catch me at SeaWorld, y'all. I mean. Something I love.
0: It's super exciting. More
1: than anything is penguins.
0: Yeah. So, Stephers, when's the last time you went to SeaWorld?
1: Like 11 years Okay. Ago, 12 years ago? 13 years ago, 15 years ago?
0: Yeah, so you've totally missed out, missed out on like the new SeaWorld. You haven't experienced
1: the Oh, 100%. I've haven't experienced anything at SeaWorld in a very very like I'm going to look at this park map right now. Oh, I pre Sesame Street. Yeah. Like, I, it's been, yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a minute. Um, Cannot, cannot say I, I really even remember going to SeaWorld. I like, I know I have been to SeaWorld, but like, it, it's a whole new park. So yeah. I've been there.
0: Yeah. Well, do you think now they're, that they've done enough that you're enticed that you'd like to at some point on your future oh, adventures 100%. to Orlando, you're going to try it out? 100%. Yeah.
1: I, I, which one's older, Manta or Manta's the newer one, right?
0: I, I, yeah, if you're if you're comparing, I it remember to like seeing Kraken commercials
1: for them building Manta. Okay, it's been a very long time, but I think penguins alone sell me on an experience. Um, but yeah, I absolutely, even with my motion sickness, I think the animal aspect is enough for me to want to venture that way for sure. And with uh, this penguin trek, are you kidding? <laughs> I think you can also dine in like the area with the penguins. So, oh yeah,
0: do you have to eat raw fish?
1: Um, I don't think so, but they maybe.
0: <laughs> you eat the same thing the penguins do. Could um, you imagine? Manta opened May twenty second two thousand
1: nine. So it's been at least that long. <laughs> it has been at least that long. Oh my gosh! There's a penguin encounter. <clears throat> price is starting at $39. Anyway, planning my trip to Orlando to go to SeaWorld and I'm I <gasps>
0: and wow. just so you know, Steffer's, if you get like their highest level annual pass, which is basically the cost of like a day pass to Disney, um you get a free animal encounter as part of that.
1: Shut up. Yeah. Don't tempt me with a good
0: time. I'm just telling animal.
1: you. All right, so who's coming with me to uh to uh SeaWorld? didn't Monthly not. animal feedings?
0: <laughs> are you looking at the AP benefits <laughs> right now? <laughs> yes,
1: I am. <laughs> All right. Anyway, planning my trip to SeaWorld. Free animal encounter one with a platinum pass at yeah. SeaWorld, y'all. Seriously. Y'all, I don't even have a, a universal pass anymore, but you bet your bottom dollar that uh, these penguins are really enticing me to get an annual pass to SeaWorld. <laughs>
0: Um, I just wanted to look it up because I was curious. Kraken opened in two thousand, so Manta two thousand nine. Okay, so
1: Manta, it was definitely Manta because yeah. I I remember the whole soaring through whatever commercial they had back in the day.
0: Yeah, and then oh, uh,
1: commercials were actually good.
0: I didn't realize Mako was so uh, relatively new. It opened in twenty sixteen. So
1: yeah, that's what people compare Velocicoaster to.
0: Mm-hmm. And Mako's great. I that yeah. is one of my favorite coasters in Florida for sure. It's great. Yeah. Um, Kraken Kraken's good too, but I think I, I like Mako better. So, all that being said, there's things to look forward to at Sea World, and and I I think I've tried to say in the past, and if I haven't, I'll say it again. They do a good job with their festivals. It's a really good yeah. value. Um, you get a lot of food at the little food booths. The the cool thing too about the Sea World annual pass is it's the only of the three theme parks that gives you a discount on alcohol when you get their annual pass. So that's good. Um. And yeah, they, 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 they practically give those things away with the value that you get from them. And right now they have a deal where if you are a pass holder and you go to the park three times before February 29th, cause it is a leap year. And you, all you have to do is you go to the park, you get a little voucher when you, uh, from one of the kiosks that say you were there. And then you take three of those vouchers from your individual visits, the three individual visits to the pass holder lounge then you get early access to penguin trick. You get to be one of the first people to ride it.
1: You better do it in my honor.
0: I'm I don't have a SeaWorld pass right now. Ugh. I know.
1: You have one job and it
0: I know. I'm a failure. Fine, what can whatever. I say?
1: That's fine.
0: F fine. my life. Um no. That's something I have considered cuz again, it is pretty affordable and you get a lot of benefits. I just it I will say um over the last several several months 4 or 5 months i haven't made as many theme park trips as i would like and so i haven't felt like i've had time uh to even include another pass so but
1: unbelievable i
0: know i hope to get back to it um but that's all i've got today that's all we've got for sea world universal disney steffers did you have anything else we needed to mention before we wrap it up
1: <sighs> um no i think we've wow that's such great news today honestly Ten out of ten.
0: Yeah, I think this was a action packed, really beefy episode, and which is good because last week I I don't think you know I don't think I brought the <laughs> the the content that people were looking for because I'm going to tell you the downloads on that episode have really made me question whether or not I should be even behind a microphone, um, especially by myself. But no, I enjoy doing this, and I enjoy doing this with you, Steffers
1: pretty all right doing it with you too, Justin.
0: Yeah, thanks. And I enjoy the fact that all of you have come to listen to today's episode, so thank you for that. As we wrap things up, let's do a round of plugs. Steffers, where can people find you on the internet?
1: Um, On Instagram and TikTok. I am at Adventures with Steffers on Twitter. Yes, I'm still calling it Twitter. It is It's Steffers. There's two S's in the middle. It's and Steffers. And um. I think that's all I have right now. Make sure to join the Monday Morning Montreal Facebook group and Discord because I'm in there, and it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. Good people. And as the Festival of the Arts have been going on, we've been getting a lot of updates in the Facebook group Mm -hmm. and in the Discord. So that that can keep you connected when you feel like you haven't been to the parks in a while and you need a little Disney magic in your day-to-day. You can get that in the Facebook group and in the Discord. But whether or not... Whether or not you do that. I'm sorry, Steph. I step right on your toes sometimes.
1: Mm, It's okay. I have small feet.
0: (laughs) Whether or not you join us on the socials, we're glad you're here and make sure you come back next week for another one. We are morning monorail uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Justin underscore monorail. If you want to follow me, my individual account and don't forget tomorrow night, Tuesday, January the 16th at eight o'clock. We've got a live pass holder lounge episode. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you that if you're a fan of Hyperion Adventures podcast, you're going to want to join that Passholder Lounge because Tom and Michelle, fresh off their Disneyland adventure, are going to be joining the show. And I'm sure we're going to talk a lot of Disneyland. So look forward to that. But again, I appreciate you here. I appreciate the fact that you're part of the Monday Morning Monorail family. And I hope to see you back next week. And until then, thank a cast member. Thank a team member. You know what? Why don't you go ahead and be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.